looking and growing in His Word. This is Pastor Joseph. We're going to hit chapter 13, man. And, and you guys ready to enjoy the grace of God and the mercy in chapter 13? Last week was radical, man. And this week's going to be even more radical. Wow, what an amazing time we're going to have. God bless you guys. Welcome to Growing in His Word. John chapter 13 is so radical because it's it's coming. It's time for Jesus to lay his life. But this this chapter is the most best. Oh, it's the most radical chapter I've ever, ever came across because it's filled with repentance, love, mercy, and it's shadows of what God has done in our lives and what he wants us to keep doing when he leaves, when he left, and when he died, and when he resurrected. He he claimed authorship over life and he came to the disciples because he loved them he loved his disciples he loved the people who who and he, and he loves non-believers but he he loves he loved his disciples and he knew one of them was dirty he knew one of them was filled with sin and he didn't want to die knowing that Judas was a betrayer. Listen. He's thinking, wow, man, this is a this chapter's gonna be rad because it, it it it's special. It applies today. And if today people focused and put their eyes on this chapter, they wouldn't be so bitter in their life and they wouldn't be so resentful and so hurt and so upset at fellow believers and non-believers. Jesus was gonna do some spiritual cleansing because he knew he wanted to show how powerful he was because he had the power. Now he had it. I mean, he, he, God is with him. This is radical, man. Listen, you Bible note takers, you need to grab your pen and your pencils because this is a radical chapter. Listen, Father, we come before you, Lord. We ask, Lord, by your Holy Spirit that you wash our minds right now. Not only our feet, but our minds, Father, that you renew our minds in your word, Jesus Lord, do the work today, Father. Move me out of your way and put and you come in, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Welcome to Growing in His Word, man. John chapter 13. Man, last week we we talked about John chapter 12, walking in the light, man. But now, now we're walking in grace. I'm so excited because we're walking in mercy and in love. And it says in verse 13, chapter 13, now before the feast. Of the Passover in Hebrew, it's called Pesach. Pesach, you know, in Israel, it's it's Pesach. And so, when Jesus Yeshua knew that His hour had come, that He should depart from the world to the Father, knowing, I mean, having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. And and that's the key. He loves us to the end. Listen. It's not about us. It's about us loving one another to the end, no matter what the cost is. This life is the test of the emergency broadcast system, man. You're thinking, what? It is. Jesus showed his disciples how much he's going to love them and how much he did love them and still does. He loves us. We're his disciples. You're thinking, no, I'm not. Well, receive them and you can be. Look. Jesus knew his hour had come, and he, and he knew he was going to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own, he, listen to this, 
who had loved his own, were in the world. He loved them to the end. Look at verse 2 says, in supper being ended, and here it comes, here comes the key, man, the, the devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God, and was going to God, rose up from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. Listen to this. He's standing up. He's got his clothes, his garment on. It's wrapped around him. All the disciples are there, man. Okay? He's getting the bowl of water, man. He's getting the bowl of water ready. The disciples are sitting there. Check this out, man. It's crazy because Jesus is going to display... So much radical stuff. It's, it's, it's amazing. Listen, Jesus is going to show his mercy and his love all the way to the end because he's faithful even when we're not. Are you guys ready, man? Because I'm ready. Here we go. Listen, this is amazing. Jesus is getting ready to cleanse, cleanse their feet. And, and the supper, listen, chapter two, verse 2 says, And supper being ended, now, now, now they're, it's done. Supper's done. They ate. They're full. They had a wonderful time. And, and the devil having already put in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God. He rose up from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel in which he was girded. Then... He came to Simon Peter and Peter and he said to him, Lord, are you, wa- are you washing my feet? And Jesus answered him and said to him, What I'm doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And, and, and Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my whole hands and my head. Have you ever been so upset with somebody that that you wanted to never talk to them again? They hurt you so bad. We talked about this. Last chapter, we talked about bitterness. We talked about forgiveness. Now Jesus is saying, leave it. Let me wash your feet and leave it. He's saying, "You you don't have to be unforgiving anymore and you're thinking well you don't understand man well jesus knows because he was betrayed and if you've ever been betrayed you'll know what it feels like to be betrayed it's a knife in the back and it's usually the ones who love you the most but we can't focus on the knife in the back we got to focus on how jesus fulfilled his plan which is the cross his garments laid were laid aside like he lays our problems our side on his side. He takes our pl- our problems and he lays them aside. He takes his towels and he forgives us. Listen, Jesus is sitting with his disciples. What a trip, man. How he's sitting with them and Peter's asking him, "Why you you don't got to wash my feet, Jesus?" And and Jesus is like, man, "No, you don't get it. You don't get it." You don't understand, Peter. You don't understand. Because 
if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. If I don't forgive you, you can't, you can't have any part of me. We need forgiveness. We can't walk around upset. We can't walk around um, angrily and, all, and, and, and bitter and, and always thinking about the past so Satan can rob our future. Satan is always going to find that one person in the church or in your group or in your Bible study to use to be the Judas. And it's not because they hate you. It's the enemy using being used by the devil. Judas loved Jesus. Judas loved Jesus. He sold him out, man, for silver. Remember that. Jesus gave Judas a chance to be forgiven. And this is where we're going. This is where it's coming to. Jesus wants to make sure that Judas is there and given a chance to be forgiven for his sins. Because he loved Judas. And all Judas had to do was say, I'm sorry, Lord. But it was destiny. Listen, it was destiny that Jesus was to be arrested and to be tried and to die for our sins. Because if he didn't die for us, we would be roasting in hell for eternity. Yeah. Listen, I don't care what you're going through right now. Jesus is saying, look, I want to wash your feet. Will you let me wash your feet? Will you let me hold your feet and wash them and forgive you and take that nasty bitterness that you've been holding for years and lay it out and that's it. Let me dry it off, Jesus says, and move on. Jesus is on a mission. And he wants to show you how much he loves you. And so, as we move on and we study this chapter, you know, we, we, we begin to realize that every one of us has a problem. We got a problem. We do. It's sin. We hear something, we don't like it, we get upset, and this is what's going on. But Jesus is wanting to clean. So in verse 9 says, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who, is he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him, and therefore he said, you are not all clean. Wow, amazing. He's given him a chance now. And now Jesus is going to move on to the traitor. It's coming. This is what it's about. Forgiving your enemy. Forgiving the ones who've done you dirty. Forgiving the people who have burned you. Who have hurt you. Jesus is saying, I know who you are. And I'm going to deal with you. Jesus is saying, you don't have to get revenge. You don't have to snitch on him. You don't have to. You need to give them to me. And Jesus will cleanse them. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> if we let God be God. Sorry my voice is going out because it's seasonal change. But it's amazing. <laughs> you know? We got to give all of our issues to God. And let him forgive. Because he says it. Forgiveness is the most important thing in our 
Christian walk. Because Jesus said, if you don't forgive your brother, I can't forgive you in heaven in front of my father. Wow, amazing. There's people who I couldn't stand in this life. <clears throat> and I just wanted to get even with them. But God said, what's that going to do, man? You're going to go back to square one. <laughs> Jesus loves us. And we need to love others. In fact, when I first got saved, man, it was like, I got to I gotta get a hold of all the people who I wronged. And I got to make it right. Because this is what we do as believers. <clears throat> we take all of our wrongs and we make them right. We don't need to hold it in. When we hold it in, we become real, real upset and bitter. It's really the gift of forgiveness is truly what matters. And Jesus came to fulfill that with his love. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John eight thirty two says that. And... So as we understand forgiveness, there's freedom in it. <clears throat> and, and you're thinking, are you kidding me? How can you be, how's there freedom and forgiveness? Because, you know, it's simple. People bondage this, this sin and they hold it and harness it and it kills them spiritually. And God can't use them. As a believer, God can't use you because you're, you're too... You're too upset and, and you're not being real. You're not seeking God like Amos says. Jesus is saying if you really love people, you need to have the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. So, you know, in a broad sense, Paul's talking about, you know, he's, he includes all the things we naturally want to hold on hostage to from the people who have hurt us. And we rarely want to give our love to individuals who have hurt us. And we certainly have no joy or peace when others have injured us in some way. So we're not generally patient, are we, with, with, with our being kind with people who have you know, wronged us. So we, we basically need to understand that Jesus is the reason for forgiveness. He could take it away. If we're living in the Spirit, He can do this. And so that's what Jesus is doing right now. He's identifying His betrayer. He's saying, who's the one? He knows who the one is. And He knows who you are right now. You're thinking, wow, could it be me? And that's, you know, that that's what they were thinking. They were looking at each other. You know they were. Could it be me? I don't know. Could it be you? Could it be you that's listening on the podcast? Who could it be? Only Jesus knows. And only you know that. But we also need to wash each other's feet so we don't fall into that. We don't want to wait because the longer we wait, is is the unforgiving spirit can devastate life. So that unforgiving spirit, it's you know it, you know, it's it's it, it, it we lock it up for months and years and days and we become bitter and ugly and nasty and you're like Yos, we already heard this. Listen. Listen. Verse 18 talks about, even in Matthew chapter 26, 21, 20, Mark 14, 18, and, and Luke 22, verse 21, but it says, I don't speak concerning all of you. He's saying, I know who I have chosen, Jesus says, that the scriptures may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me 
has lifted up his hand against me. That's when they were eating hummus. But now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am, that I am he. Jesus was talking about the cross, remember? And and he was talking about dying for us. And it says, most surely I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke about. Listen, because he's going to talk about that in 21. See, it said, when Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in his spirit. And testified and said, most surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. And that's when it says, then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was there there was one leaning on Jesus' bosom, on one of his disciples whom Jesus loved, Simon Peter. Therefore he motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Who is it? And Jesus answered, It 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 is he, and Jesus answered and said, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I've dipped it. He's ready to dip it in the hummus, man. We talked about that. The best hummus in the world, which I happen to make. And having dipped the hummus in the bread, it doesn't say hummus, but I know it is. <laughs> I mean, <they're> not <laughs> this is what they ate. Hummus, hummus. He gave it to Judas Iscariot, Iscariot the son of Simon. And he and says, and now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, what you, what, what you do, do it quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some thought he because Judas was the money had the money box that Jesus had said to him. But those things, by by, by those things, we need for those for the feast. Or check this out that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he then went out immediately, and it was night. Listen, Judas knew what he did when Satan entered him. The first thing the devil did was put ideas in the head of Judas, and that's the problem today. Listen, Satan is a liar. He drops he lines in your mind. He puts lies in your minds. He wants you to lie and cheat. He wants you to go to work and, and cheat on the time stamp so he can get an extra hour or an extra, uh, an extra, you know, Whatever he wants you to steal and lie, Satan plants wicked thoughts. Look it. The first thing he did was he 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 puts thoughts. Satan put a thought in Judas. You you understand that 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 Judas's actions were the result of a deepest thought of his inner heart. He let it fester up. He let it get in there. He let it he let it wander. He let it. You know. Today we have believers and non-believers. They want to get ahead in life and steal other ideas from other people. And Jesus is saying, get your own. Why don't you trust in me? Why don't you trust in me? And not, and not let the devil put those ideas in your mind. Jesus is ready to forgive Judas. He's ready to give him a chance and help him. This is the time where Jesus was with his disciples, showing his love and his mercy and his compassion for his, his disciples. And he knew that one was going to betray him. He knows who you are. And he's saying, don't, get, don't leave like Judas did. Don't leave tonight with a burden and a heavy heart tonight, knowing that you betrayed me. Jesus is saying, don't leave this sermon today 
knowing that you don't have me in your heart. Don't leave today. Don't, don't deny Jesus today. Listen to this sermon. Jesus is saying the same thing. Don't walk away angry. Stop it. Don't be bitter anymore. It's not your business. You are not able to forgive man's sins. Stop it. You're only making yourself worse. Whatever it is, get rid of it. Whatever bitterness you have towards your brother or your sister, Matthew says to go get that gift and leave it at the altar. But Because you're clean with God. Listen, go to your brother now. Matthew 18, go to your sister before you become bitter. Go to your mother and your father before you become bitter. I recently forgive my earthly father. I called him up and said, Father, I love you. It wasn't easy. I did it. I did it for myself. I did it for, I did it for Jesus. I did it because even though I have forgiven him years ago, I want to make sure that that doesn't fester up when I get Alzheimer's <laughs> or whatever it may be. I don't want to die knowing that I had bitterness. I want to be clean. Jesus is saying today, will you be clean? Will you come to me? Will you say, look, I don't want to be the Judas. We know what happened to Judas. And the Bible doesn't say he went to heaven. Touchy subject that we'll get into next week. But Jesus, Jesus forgave. Jesus died for us. Jesus forgave. And the disciples, listen, it says right here in verse in verse 17, the spirit of truth. Look at this. This is this is amazing. But listen to this. Okay. The disciples looked at one another, perplexed about, about what he spoke. Okay. Imagine that. Jesus is he's there. And he's and he's and he's explaining to them how important it is. To love one another until he returns. Listen to this. He received a piece of bread and he went out immediately and it was night. Verse 31 says, So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified. It's done. His work is done. That was the last, one of the last things that he did before he died for us. Was showed us how to forgive one another. No matter what, because it's spiritual, man. You don't know what you you don't know what he's done to me. You don't know. You don't know what he's done to me. Hey, it was a test of the emergency broadcast system. God loves you, and we got to let it go. We got to make the plunge. Some choose to lose. Listen to me. Judas chose to lose, but if we examine ourselves, we don't have to choose to lose. We can be winners. And listen to this. Those who err in mind will know the truth and those who criticize will accept instruction. Isaiah 29 and 24. Listen, are you mad with your wife? Or is, your, is, your, is your wife mad at you? Are you angry at your husband? Don't go to bed bad. Forgive her. Because <laughs> if you don't go to bed, if you go to bed angry and you don't kiss your spouse goodnight, you're going to wake up bitter. I have a thing with my wife, 25 years of marriage. No matter what, I always kiss her goodnight because I don't want to be bitter. God's in love with you. 
And I'm going to read the rest of this. And, and we're going to end. We'll recap it on next week on 14. But so when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him and himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little, a little while longer. You will seek me. And I said to the Jew, I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And Simon and Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And they, they forgot about the part about loving one another. Listen, they just wanted to know where he was going. Jesus answered him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me. You cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards. Listen. He's pointing to the cross. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for, G for your sake. And Jesus said, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow until you have denied me three times. Listen, we're going to get into that next week. But it's about love. It's about Jesus. It's about forgiveness. Please don't leave today angry. But Jesus says, receive me. Father, we come before you, Lord. We ask that you come into our heart, Father. We pray that you, you forgive us for our sin. Lord, you commanded to love, and that was the command, the new law, Father. The command to love was the new law because you gave it, Lord. It's the new standard. Moses said, love your neighbor as yourself in Leviticus 19. But Jesus, you said the new standard is love. And you said, I have loved you. You gave us this, this commandment to love one another, Father. So we pray that if nobody, if, if nobody knows you, Lord, that they say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I want to love you and serve you. Come into my heart. Forgive me. I want to know you. I want to be born again. Lord, we thank you for this, Father, that you've given us this doctrine, Lord, a sound truth, your word, Father. We pray right now, Lord, in your name, Jesus, we thank you for everything that you've done for growing in this word. We thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you guys. And hey, remember, uh, growing in his word was dedicated for, for believers to grow. You can go to growinginhisword.com. And there you will find resources and other other websites that I like, other pastors that I like to listen to, other uh, prophecy teachers that I like to listen to. And, and God bless you guys, man. And whatever you're going through, remember, don't go away mad. Don't be bitter. Jesus loves you. <laughs> and so do I. <laughs> <laughs>